We're back. I'm Lee Stabert, Editor-in-Chief of Keystone Edge, and this is Key Change. As we all know, 2020 was full of unexpected challenges, both here in PA and across the globe. We're using this monthly podcast series to talk about how the state's businesses, community leaders, and creatives have adapted, finding new ways to connect with their customers and their communities. We're also using these conversations as a way to archive a historic time and look forward to a brighter future, I hope. In this episode, I spoke with Tiffany Wilson, the new CEO of the University City Science Center in West Philadelphia. The Science Center has been around for almost 60 years. The campus has become a powerful engine of growth through its work commercializing promising technologies, cultivating talent, and connecting like-minded folks, whether they're global leaders in tech or neighborhood kids hoping to hone their STEM skills. Wilson stepped into a challenging role in a particularly challenging and high-stakes moment. My name is uh, Tiffany Wilson. I'm the president and CEO of the University City Science Center in Philadelphia. I joined the Science Center in October of 2020, so it was an interesting year to join a new organization in a new city in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, I'm relocating to Philadelphia from Atlanta, Georgia, where I've been the last 15 years. Can you tell me a little bit about where you were and what was going on for you in February, March 2020, and being someone in the sciences, in medical devices, kind of how you saw the landscape changing and and maybe even touch on the moment that you knew that this was going to be very serious. Prior to the Science Center, I was leading the Global Center for Medical Innovation based in Atlanta. GCMI is also a not-for-profit organization and really aimed to work with innovators, entrepreneurs in the medical technology, med tech, uh, medical device space. Um, You know, we helped innovators on a daily basis bring their ideas through to commercialization. We had an opportunity in March of 2020, uh, got a call from a doctor at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta who was very concerned about the Uh, shortages of PPE. We had the opportunity to partner with the clinical community and engineers at Georgia Tech to translate novel face shields from 3D printing to scaled manufacturing and get those distributed across the country. It's interesting hearing you talk because I think for many of us, myself included, March and April were really a lot about feelings of powerlessness and a lack of control and, and, and sort of confusion. And I don't know if it's better or worse to kind of be in the thick of it. I mean, you were able to really try to make things better. And I, I just wonder how that felt or, or what that it, was it like. Felt, it felt amazing. And that's a great point that you raised. Our whole organization, we felt blessed that we had the expertise and the connections. I'm not going to lie. It was it was a 24-7 ordeal for a good 8 to 10 to 12 weeks, but we were able to get PPE to the frontline health care workers and, and make a difference. So let's talk about this new job. How did this hiring process work? Did you have any reservations about making such a big move in a time of uncertainty? And what excited you about this job at the Science Center? I've been familiar with the Science Center for about seven years or so. 
six years and really always admired the history and the reputation of the Science Center. Early last year, the Corn Ferry led the search and had some great conversations around what expertise was really needed, what the board and the the team really was looking for in the next decade of the Science Center. Uh, and so it was really a great opportunity for me to uh, to make the transition. I think what's exciting to me is to come into a new market where with new partners and fresh ideas and being able to bring my experience around building creative collaborations, new ways of partnering, which is so important in this in innovation intermediary space where there's a lot of nonprofits and you're sitting in between investors and universities and healthcare systems and the community. What did you think about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Was it a place that you have spent time in? I mean, are you, are you a city person? It's a great question. And, and it's something I've kind of joked with various stakeholders, people in the community as I've you know, doing my virtual meet and greets with everyone is that I I didn't know a lot about Philadelphia. Outside of flying in and out, uh, you know, from the obvious historical perspective, I have seen all of the Rocky movies. It was really my exposure through Launch Lane and the digital health work there that gave me exposure to all of the exciting work happening in digital, all of the exciting work happening in um, cell and gene therapy. Uh, Knowing just from my medical device background, the robustness of industry and pharma and med tech in that broader Northeast region. I, I have been overwhelmed with how warm the community has been, how engaged the community has been, and really wanting to roll up their sleeves and figure out how to to make things better. I'm really interested in the Science Center as a neighbor. And I think that the transformations that have been going on in West Philadelphia, specifically around the Science Center, have been dramatic in terms of development, in terms of investment. And I think this year, People are looking at a lot of those things with hopefully an added perspective towards equity and towards engaging that community and not, you know, just being an ivory tower, but being a neighbor. Was that also part of the conversations you were having as you looked at this job? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are many parallels between um, West Philadelphia and West Atlanta, where GCMI was located. Uh, And so just given the civil rights uh, significance and history um, of being in Atlanta and being in Georgia, and particularly in 2020, uh, with the the Georgia uh, election shakeup and the Pennsylvania election shakeup. You get to go swing state to swing state. You don't need to give up your power. So (laughs) I know. It's like I feel like it's like hashtag winning. Despite all the virtual activity taking place, our home at U City Square has remained active, and it's really positioned at the intersection of today's healthcare solutions and tomorrow's healthcare possibilities, which, oh, by the way, is really important in, when we think about disparities in healthcare, both economic and health. And so, you know, between the wealth of healthcare workers on our campus, um, several U City Square based companies are actively 
tackling COVID head on where these communities were disproportionately affected. You know, they're looking at research for therapies, vaccines, and diagnostics. If I think about the three pillars of the Science Center around commercialization, convening, and cultivation, we've been able to translate and pivot our firsthand STEM education program to a virtual environment where we've been able to continue to work with students in their homes. For example, our team assembled and hand-delivered about 250 STEM kits that had all of the materials for the middle school and high schoolers to conduct experiments at home. And then interestingly, we launched a workforce development program aimed at training and connecting Philadelphia residents, adults who have high school degrees with family-sustaining careers in STEM fields. Uh, so STEM kits for those participants tr to transition their kitchens into their labs were also del uh, delivered. So we're really excited about the, that. So let's talk a little bit about 2021. I don't know if you guys are starting to have conversations about when you can convene in person more. We're optimistic about the future of 2021. Our team has been able to uh, pivot and not miss a beat when it comes to interacting and adding value virtually. The, the startups that we work with are so critical at this time, so we have to figure it out because the startups that we're working with are gonna be the source of both new innovation and net job growth on the other side of the pandemic. And so that's why being able to effectively work virtually is so critical right now. We have a virtual platform for our accelerators that haven't, hasn't lost momentum and I don't anticipate it losing momentum. Um, even as we ramp back up to being in the office, our IC at 3401 incubator attracted more new members during the pandemic than before which is a testament to the value it provides beyond the physical space. Those companies that we supported in 2020 have generated over $43 million in follow-on funding. I think the shift back to the office has shifted forever, and so we're all going to have to figure out what that home office balance is. But I will say that in our space of innovation and entrepreneurship, the human connection is critical. While Zoom and Teams and everything are wonderful platforms, it does not replace the beauty of serendipitous connections and brainstorms that happen in our quorum space over a coffee, uh, you know, bumping into people in the hall. Well, something I'm asking everyone is, are there things that were created or fine-tuned out of necessity and desperation new programs, new skills, new ways of engaging virtually that you think will carry forward no matter what happens? COVID has made it okay to think through new business models around healthcare. And so, for example, highlighting the reimbursement and acceptability of telemedicine, where prior to COVID, there was no incentive really to figure that out. And during COVID, there was. And so now I think there's a greater level of comfort and acceptance with some of those new digital health platforms that may have struggled prior to the pandemic. That's it for our fourth installment of Key Change. If you know or run a PA business or organization that should be featured in this podcast series, visit our website and tell us all about it. Until next time. 